Blessings to you, my friend. This is Pastor McGee with Empowerment Ministries Christian Center, and you're listening to Empower the City Podcast. I pray today that your hearts are blessed, minds renewed, and you are infused with the passion to serve God like never before. Blessings to you, and enjoy the message. Book of John, chapter number four, verses number 15. The Bible declares, the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty. I have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. Uh, The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying, I have no husband. You have had five husbands and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. So the woman replied, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. (laughs) I guess so. So she goes on to ask another question. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where you, where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. Here it is. But the hour is coming. And is now here when somebody shout true worshipers. True worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth. For the father is seeking such people to worship him. Father, now in Jesus' name, thank you again for this opportunity to minister the word of God to the people of God. Humbling myself before you, hiding myself behind the cross that men may not see. Give honor, glory to Greg. All glory, all honor, all praise. This hour goes to you. Thank you. Thank you. And it is in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody says, everybody shout change. Shout it again. Change. Yeah, man. Yeah. Change. change. This is what God witnessed in my spirit, that this is a season where people are are actually looking for change. And, And it's a perfect time because usually we make what we know as New Year's resolution. We make decisions that we're going to do life a little bit differently. Sometimes it's concerning our health, our physical body, sometimes our diets. Sometimes relational things hadn't been what they needed to be in the past. Sometimes uh, 2019, the previous year, might have just been a trip for you, and you just want a a different outcome to happen in in 2020. And, And this Samaritan woman, she's in the same situation, that she is looking for change. The thing about change is that when you've sought it for so long, sometimes you just really kind of give up on it and lower your standard altogether. I mean, you don't try two or three, four, five, six, seven, eight diets. You like, forget it. Now I'm going to eat whatever I want. <laughs> I was going to lose uh, 10 pounds. And by the time I got to July, I only had 15 pounds to go, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So this Samaritan woman, she's, this is her dilemma. She had a husband and uh, things didn't work out with him. I don't know. He cheated on her. Maybe he was abusive, maybe verbally abusive. I don't know, but it didn't work out. So she, she needed a change and she's hooked up with somebody else and she got married all over again. Don't know what happened to this one, uh, but she needed another change. So she got husband number three and um, man, so that didn't quite work out. So she moved on and got husband number Four, and then, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe this time she said, shoot, I'm going to cheat before he cheat. <laughs> maybe, maybe she said before he hit me, I'm going to hit him. I don't know. 
But it didn't work out, so she goes on to husband number five. Husband number five doesn't work out, so she says, forget it. I'm just going to live in a situation. Because I really don't want to make a commitment like that again. So I'll just kind of do like the marriage thing. Like I'll be like a wife, but just in case you trip, we ain't got to go through no paperwork. <laughs> we got to go. You ain't got to get no lawyer. <laughs> I'm going to go back to my mama house, or maybe you're going to go back to your mama house, and you can just leave me in my house. Come on. So she's in a situation, but yet she wants change. She just, she just don't know how to achieve the change. If you're taking notes, jot this down. Natural change often has a spiritual source. So there are some things in her life that she wants to switch around, but, but she may be going about it the wrong way because things in the natural are often tied to something that's going on in the unseen, invisible realm. realm. Let, let me give you some proof text. Romans chapter number one, verses 20. The Bible declares, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Watch this, being understood by things that are, are made. So uh, what the writer is saying that what we naturally see in this, this physical realm they then come from something from the physical realm. They were made by something in the invisible realm. Hebrews 11 and 3 highlights it again. It says, though through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are, which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So natural change often has a spiritual source. Let me say it plainly. There are many of you guys, you're trying to pick bad fruit off the trees when God is trying to change the roots. Because the reason there is bad fruit is because you got bad roots, bad roots. And if, if you allow God to heal and minister to the roots, you ain't got to worry about changing bad fruit because it will produce good fruit. Can somebody say amen to that? So, so this woman is in the need of a, a change. I'm, I'm, tired of, I'm tired of all of these broken relationships. She has a bad reputation in the community. We know that because of the time of day that she comes to the well. Things are just not going right in her life. And, and here it is. She's on man number six, possibly checking out man number seven. I need somebody to shout, I need change. So she's in need of change, and Jesus knows that she's in need of change, and Jesus came into her life to bring about the change because early in the text, the Bible declares that Jesus said that it needs to be that I go through Samaria. There are other ways around to get to my destination, but it's, it's mandatory that I take this direction through Samaria because there's a woman I'm getting ready to meet who is hungry for change, and the only way she can have true, lasting, natural change is that there has to be an alteration of things going on in her spirit life. So Jesus approaches her, and the Bible declares, he asks a simple question. He says, give me, give me something to drink. And, you know, she starts, uh, she starts this dialogue. She says, well, you, <laughs> you a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan. You know we don't, we don't, you know. I mean, I'm from North Gulfport. You from Turnkey. You know we don't kick it like that. <laughs> I'm from the quarters. You understand? <laughs> So Jesus responds and he says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would, you would ask me for some water. So she goes into this dialogue again. So hold on, hold on. Jacob is the one who gave us this well. So you're telling me that you're greater than my father Jacob that gave me this well? Jesus didn't answer yes and no. He just gives an illustration. He says, Everyone who drinks from Jacob's well, they're going to get thirsty again. 
But whoever drinks of the water that I give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will, will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So he finally has her attention for real. He, she says, give me this water. Give me this water. So she's starting to get it. She's, she's saying, I need more than just natural situations turned around, but I, I, I think I'm starting to understand I need spiritual change. Somebody shout spiritual change. Spiritual change. Spiritual change. Here's the thing about spiritual change. Again, if you take a notes, I'll jot these two things down. Number one, um, spiritual change always first confronts your past. It always confronts your past. Yeah, yeah. There's a confrontation of things. There's some things you're trying to forget about that God's trying to talk to you about. And your relationship with him is stagnant because you don't want to have the conversation. You're talking to him about everything except for what he want to talk to you about. You saying, God, bless me with a new man. God want to talk to you about the old one. Because if you don't fix what happened with the old one, you're going to mess up the new one. So he, he, he challenges her concerning her past. He says, okay, you want this change? You want this, this spiritual water? This is what I want you to do. Go, go and call your husband. She responds, I don't have one. <laughs> I ain't with nobody. <laughs> yeah, that's just my baby daddy. <laughs> Somebody shout the past. Let's deal with this. The past needs to be confessed. It needs, because some of y'all are lying to yourself like you ain't did nothing wrong. Because see, here's the deal. When somebody 80% wrong and you only 20%, you make their 80 be 100. So all of your friends think that they were completely wrong because you only highlight the 80, but you never talk about your 20. You can't change until you acknowledge your 20. Because the 20% of craziness that you manifest in the last relationship, if, if you don't confess it and change from it, you're going to manifest it in the new relationship. It's got to be confessed and not only confessed, it needs to be forgiven. You need to embrace the, the, the grace of God that I know what you, do, what you did, but I love you anyway. And then after forgiving, it needs to be healed. And this is where if some of us are just kind of hanging in the balance. You have confessed your sins. You have been forgiven, but you hadn't been healed. Oh, God, I want to help somebody. God says, I want to heal you of your past. I don't want you to just walk around just saying, God, God loves me in spite of what I did. I love his grace has manifested his mercy. God says, I want to heal that aching, bleeding heart that you have on the inside so you can stop bleeding on everybody else that you love. So Jesus confronts her and he says, go, go call your husband. No, 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 Jesus. Don't, don't worry about my husband. Don't worry about my, my previous, my past. I just, I want to start 2020 brand new. But God says, no, 2019, we do need to have a conversation. Go call your husband. I don't, I don't have one. No, no you're right. You, you've had five. Let, since you won't be transparent, I'll be transparent with you. You do know why that's half the time why God sends prophets to you, to prophesy to you. Because since you won't hear his internal voice, let me send somebody that look like you to say, thus said the Lord. Yeah, you had five, man, and you living, you living with a situation because the brother you're living with now don't belong to you. He don't belong to you. 
And so when, when we get to verse number 19 and 20, I, I actually thought, man, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I, I thought she was actually just trying to change the conversation that she was just trying to get out of. Because she said, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. You, your gift itself. Girl, you can see. Yeah. Yeah. Th thank, thank you, Jesus. God gave me wisdom about this years, years, years ago, year, years ago. And, and I see people that they, they would do this. Come here, chat, just for a second. Come here, chat. Come here, chat. Come here, chat. Have a conversation with me. Have a conversation with me. Talk to me. Man, I'm fine. Man, that's, ooh, that suit is tight, boy. That suit, man, look at those shoes, boy, boy. Look at those shoes. Man, I'm doing pretty good. Man, how you, man, where you get that tie from, Doc? Ooh, you clean, man of God. This man of God, hey, this man of God right here, he clean, y'all. He clean. He clean. Watch this. The way to shut him up is to continue to compliment him. If I want to shut him up, all I got to do is continue to talk about him. And the more I talk about him, the more he think about himself. And the more he think about himself, the less he thinking about. I see people do it all the time. I ask them, how you doing? Oh, pastor, man, I'm good, man. That word yesterday, pastor. Ooh, that word yesterday. Ooh, God, use you, man. Man, pastor, it's like you was up there, and it's like I saw this cloud just resting on you, dog. This cloud was resting on you, man, of God. Ooh, man, I'm so glad to be a part of this church right here. Man, I'm, ooh, Jesus, this is powerful right here, man, of God. It's powerful, yeah, man. God is good. But how you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing pretty good, man, but I'm just, you know, I, I, things, 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 it is what it is, man, but I'm just glad to be a part of the church, Pastor. Thank you, sir. I see people do that. They're trying to shut me up because getting me to talk means that you get to hide. God is tired of you hiding. You can't be healed while you're hiding. You so, so she says, I, per I perceive that you're a prophet. And now, so, so I actually thought she was changing the situation, changing the subject. But, but that's not, when I look close at the text, she wasn't trying to change the subject. She was actually coming closer. But her approach, approach was off. She, she goes, this is so good. Lord, help me not to get ahead of myself. She says, our fathers worship in this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people all to worship. Somebody shout spiritual change. Spiritual change. Number one, if you want spiritual change, you got to allow God to confront your past. If you want spiritual change. Number two, jot this down if you're taking notes. Uh, God needs you to alter your approach to him. You, you need to alter, alter your approach. Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Our fathers worship on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place to worship. But so, so, so she says, I want this water. I want, I want, I want to worship. I, I want, I want a closer walk with God. So let me talk about things that people do that are close to God. <laughs> when I first started preaching uh, years ago, years ago, I first started preaching, it took me a while for his anointing to really rest upon me like I feel him now. And, and I thought it was about, because I need to study more, I thought it was about praying more, I thought it was about seeking him more, fasting, but, but actually in all actuality, his anointing rests upon me. It happened in an earlier year in my life, but it, it didn't have to take as long as it did, and this was the problem. 
because I was trying to imitate what powerful preachers did, I was forsaking what God wanted to do in me. So she starts talking about worship because I want a closer relationship. And there are many of you guys here. Matter of fact, there are several of you guys. There, there are, now, some of y'all some of y'all just sat there and lied, too, when my wife asked the question. She said, how many first-time guests we got here? <laughs> but we love you anyway. And you got to be careful because you say this is a brand new year. I want to be closer to God. So I should start doing things that people do that are close to God. So I'm probably going to come to church a little bit more, probably going to read my Bible a little bit more. I'm going to pray and I'm going to talk to him a little bit more. So I'm going to do these things. I'm going to listen to gospel music on Sundays. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to listen to gospel music. And, you know, I'm a, I'm, I, might, I might do two days. I ain't going to do 21. I'm going to do one of them numbers. 201. So I'm, I'm probably going probably gonna to fast. So there are things I'm going to uh, do. But, but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus pumps, pumps the brake and he, he goes, he takes it to a whole nother level. Because spiritual closeness is not, the way you achieve this is not working from the outside in. But it actually works, works from the inside out. Watch, watch this. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. But the hour is coming, and now is when the true, somebody shout, true worshipers. <coughs> when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeketh such people to worship. Somebody shall worship. So, so I'm, I'm done. Hear, hear me, hear me, hear me. Worship. Somebody shall worship. So, <laughs> I'm trying to be a better preacher, better teacher this year. And I did something that I, I probably should have did like 20 years ago. Jeff, for the first time, I actually looked up the Greek word for worship. And um, it's, it's interesting because I thought I knew what it meant, but I didn't. Proskinia is, is the Greek word for worship. And this is crazy. The word worship, it means to kiss in the Greek. You, you can look in any lexicon. I looked at several, and it's the same thing. Worship, it means to kiss. So I'm tripping on that because I was always taught that worship was an intimate term. But I automatically, in my mind, associated intimacy with sex. So, so I'm thinking in worship, there's an ex a spiritual exchange between me and God. So, so it kind of correlates to a natural sexual experience between a man and a woman. So that's that's what's happening in the context of worship. But that's not, when I looked it up in the Greek, that's not what it, so I'm, I'm tripping. I'm like, God, you're going to have to help me with this. Help me. So God took me back to, um, this was like two or three weeks ago. Interesting. Me and my girl, we at the movies. No, this was like two weeks ago. We at the movie watching Star Wars. <laughs> And uh, so she li lifts up the, the, the dividing thing, and she falls into my arm. And so we're just watching the introduction. And watch this. I reach over, and I kiss her. And she looks at me, and she says, I like it when you give me a kiss like that. Now, now first of all, I took a mental note because it's not often my wife tells me. Usually I have to guess what she like. <laughs> 
You hot, you hot, you hot, hot, cold, 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 hot, 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 cold, cold. Watch this. Cold, 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 cold. So, so I'm on to something. She actually tells me, okay? She, sa- she says, I like it when you. I started thinking about that thing in relation to a kiss and then what I thought worship was spiritual sexuality but here's the difference just stay with me in the physical acts of sex there is a giving of pleasure and there's a receiving of pleasure giving and receiving of pleasure but when I thought about what she said she liked I had no intention at all of receiving any type of reciprocity of pleasure in that moment I had the most sincerest intent of just expressing I love you I feel his presence in this place I had the sincerest intent now hear what I just said And let's look at what the scripture says. Jesus says, but the hour is coming and now is now here when the true worshipers will kiss the Father in spirit and truth. Truth, yes, we're dealing with past issues, but in spirit, it's it's at the very core of who you are. Look at this. The Father is seeking such people to kiss him. You know why, you know why God is looking for it? Because God is saying, I got a whole bunch of Christians trying to have sex with me. They trying to give and receive pleasure. They trying to, they say, well, I am trying to give you pleasure, God. I'm trying to worship you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to live for you. But, but my, my ultimate motive in coming to you is not just about you. It's about Yes, giving, but also, I don't have many people that just come to me as daddy and say, I love you, Father. It's the type of kiss that says, if you don't do nothing else for me, it's okay, because me being with you is about you. Not about what you can do for me. What we got right here, this this kiss, what we got right here. Oh, Jesus. The kiss was this. We've acquired a whole bunch of stuff together. But if we lose it all, I'm okay as long as I don't lose you. Because watch this. We can get stuff again, but it's going to be hard getting you again. So when stuff come and stuff go, that's good, God. But I just want to make sure we, I want to, I just want to kiss you. So this has been my instructions for, for this this series. This is the title of the series, New Year, New You. 
Lasting change happens within context of relationship. God gave me this several months. New year, new you. Somebody shout lasting change. Lasting change happens within context of relationship. And for the next couple of weeks, I am going to show you how God strategically places people in your life to come alongside you to help you to get to your destination. Sister AJ, Sister AJ in here? Sister AJ, where's she? I, I, I was thinking about Sister AJ, watch this. I don't know if you have a workout partner or not to help you to accomplish your goal, but I do know this, she may not even know it. She has used Facebook as an accountability tool to keep her own, come on somebody. Come on, come on. Because she can't gain 20 pounds without Facebook saying, hold on sis, I thought you said every morning that you was going not only just to work out, but to spend time with God and to hear things that was going to impact your spirit. So this was a part of your, she, she's used relationships to help push her in the direction that God has, has for her. So I'm going to show you how your friends, I'm going to show you how people around you, I'm going to show you how the church. But today, if you don't get this first relationship right, the other relationships don't even matter. Jesus says, today I want you to kiss me. I want you to kiss me. We're going we're gonna to worship just for a moment. And this, this has become one of my, my favorite songs. It says, let praises rise on the inside, on the inside of me. It says, all I want is you, is for you to be glorified in me. That's, that's all I want. So, so for, the, for the, next, the next three to four minutes during this worship, this is what I want to challenge you to do. I know many of you guys are hurting, you're aching. You got situations that you're going through right now. Let's not talk about those situations. Let's not talk about your problems. Don't, this, please do yourself, not me, do yourself a favor. Let's not ask God for nothing. All we want to do for these next few moments, let's kiss him. Worship team, can you guys help me? Let's kiss the Father. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. And if you did, there are just a couple of things I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, if this ministry has impacted your life in any way and you'd love to help us to continue to impact the lives of others, go to our website, empowerthecity.org, and select Give Now. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. We'll see you next time.